Our scripture this morning comes from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7 to 10. It says, Therefore, in order to keep me from becoming conceited, I was given a thorn in my flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me. Three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I'm strong. Count it a great privilege to bring God's word to you this morning um, again. Our topic for this morning is um, quick to notice and slow to fix. Quick to notice slow to fix. I don't know about you, I like to fix things. If I see a screw that is loose on a, on a door, I just take the screwdriver and fix it. If I see my kids' toys broken, I want to fix it. If I see a peel on the, on the wall, I want to paint it again. And that's a good thing. However, the problem comes when, for example, I want to fix my wife or fix my kids. If you're a husband, you probably have tried that before. Your wife comes home, tells you some things about her work or what's going on, and in your head you have like three different solutions. Boom, boom, boom. This is what you need to do. Don't disturb me again, it's over. I guess some of you are laughing because you've experienced it. Or you've done it. Guilty as charged. You see, you wanna fix it and make it go away. And you see, it's not all a bad thing, because in your mind, you, you actually think that you are, you're trying to help. But here's the problem. You may be hurting people that way more than you think when you do that. If you're like me, you're not even considering what the other person thinks about it. Do they really want that situation to be fixed? Maybe, that's, maybe they don't really want that. They just want you to listen and withhold judgment or your perspective. Anyway, that's something for us to keep learning about, to, to kind of discern what needs fixing and what needs to be left alone. It's a hard lesson to learn, actually, but we can learn it through trial and error and through wise counsel. Well, friends, I want you to know that there are circumstances in life, and you will probably know this, where we just want to fix things, and we want the situation to go away. Well, it's not going away. So how do you deal with situations in your life that won't go away? The pain that won't go away. That difficult person in your life, whether at work or at home, that won't go away. That disability, that won't go away. Paul, a dear servant of the Lord, had experiences like this, and his story kind of gives us some insight about how 
we can deal with situations in our lives that won't go away. So here's a quick background to the text we just read. Paul is writing to the Corinthian church. This church was one of a kind. They were gifted. They had the grace of God in abundance over their lives and, and the gifts of the Spirit. But they were so immature in their behavior. At some point, they were even making fun of Paul. They said, Paul, whenever he's writing, he's bold. He says some really bold things. I'm going to do these things to you. But then when he comes, he's so weak. He's like, he's like a babbler. He doesn't talk well. And there were other uh, preachers, too, coming around who were gifted in preaching, and they were boasting about their ability to preach to kind of just win the approval of the, uh, of the Corinthian church. And Paul said, okay, if it's about boasting, I, too, can boast about so many things. But he said, I'm actually going to boast about my weaknesses. In the text that we read, Paul talks about a situation that happened to him many, many years earlier when he received lots of revelations from God beyond what human beings can comprehend. Now, you know, Paul wrote almost half of the New Testament, and everything that we know about the love of Christ, about redemption, about grace, about what it means that we are free from sin, we learn it through what Paul said in many of his books. For example, in Romans, Romans 8, there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. For the law of the, life of, of the spirit of life has set us free from the law of sin and death. That is how we have come to know that we have no condemnation. That is Paul. Those were the kind of revelations that God gave him. So he said, in order for me not to be filled with pride because of all this privileged, privileged knowledge, he was given a thorn in the flesh sent to him by Satan. Now, so many people speculate about what exactly the thorn in flesh was. People say it's a disease in the eye, it's, it's persecution, whatever. It doesn't really matter. We don't know. Here's what we know. Paul noticed something wasn't right. Something was going on. He had an idea that this thorn had come to him and the purpose for which it came. He stated it clearly. He said, a thorn in my flesh was given to me, the adversary's messenger sent to harass me, keeping me from being arrogant. He didn't say the Lord gave it to him, but he said God knew about it, and he allowed it. And when Paul noticed this, and the terrible effect it was having on him, maybe physically, emotionally, or even spiritually, he wanted to fix it. He wanted to get rid of it. You see, that's the logical thing you do when something is bothering you, when you are feeling something is making you feel fatigued and weary. You want to fix it. You want to you deal with it because it's not benefiting you. It's infringing on your peace, on your mental ability. It's stopping you from being productive. You want to fix it, and you should attempt to fix it. And that's what Paul did. When he realized that this thing was there, he fought it because he knew who he was in Christ. He knew that the enemy had no power over him. He's gone on many journeys, delivering many people from the powers of darkness. He's seen the power of darkness fall. He, through him, God had healed many people, delivered people. So this is not a big challenge. He can deal with it. And so 
he prayed. He said, three times I pleaded with the Lord to relieve me of this. Lord, take it away. Lord, fix it. I'm fighting it. It's bothering me. It's weighing me down. It's preventing me from being productive. It's slowing me down. Lord, take it away. Maybe if you and I were praying that prayer, we might even add an F word. God, will you please, in our frustration, for friends, there are situations in our lives that won't go away. You probably know that by now. Probably making a mental note, "Uh uh-huh, I know exactly what you're talking about. You've dealt with it for years, and it's not going away. The spouse that won't change, the kid that won't change, the boss that won't leave you alone, the supervisor, the situation that just keeps frustrating you, that neighbor. And you're realizing that this is more than you bargained for. It is so hard. It is so hard to be in a circumstance that you cannot fix, especially if you are a fixer. At some point, Paul realized this is not going away. So how do we deal with that? What did he do? How did God answer him? God actually answered him, but not in the way Paul expected. But Paul was wise enough to listen and understand. This is what God told him. Paul, my dear Paul, my grace is sufficient for you. My power finds its full expression through your weakness. That is a lot of wisdom right there. That is a big revelation right there. That is a different perspective about how we can see situations in our lives that we cannot fix. God's grace makes up the difference. In undesirable situations that you cannot fix, that you're tired of, and it's weighing you down, in those situations, God's grace is more than enough for you. You see, God is inviting you and I to turn our way, to turn away from attempting to fix things we cannot fix. And instead, he's saying, lean on my grace. Lean on my grace, my abundant grace that is available for you. Now, I know that sounds strange. Sounds counterintuitive. It sounds countercultural. It sounds absurd to somebody who just wants to fix. But the question God is asking us this morning is this. Will you trust me with that situation? Will you trust God with that difficult supervisor? Will you trust God with your kids? Will you trust God with your weakness, your pain? Will you trust God with things you cannot control? A lot of times we think we can control things. It's an illusion. I learned the hard way in my marriage. I can't control my wife. 
I can only control myself. A lot of us try to control. We try to control our kids. But how is it working for you? It's not. Sometimes we think it's working, but it's not. The only thing we can control is really our own response to how people are to us. God invites us to change within ourselves first as he begins to change other people and help them as well. God invites us to trust him. This is how God sometimes chooses to answer our prayer of fixing. He says, trust my gift of grace that is at work in you. Where are you seeing evidence of God's grace? In situations in your life that you cannot fix. Has God brought people to kind of help you? Has God give you, given you wisdom in some ways to deal with it? Those are evidences of his grace. Helping you to deal with those situations. So maybe here's what you need to do. Be quick to notice. Slow to fix. But most importantly. Lean on God's grace. Because that's what Paul eventually realized. As he goes on, he says, So I will boast, I will celebrate my weaknesses. And you're saying, Paul, are you crazy? How can you boast in weakness? How can you boast in something that's, that's making you weak and people are looking at you and looking at you and feeling like, Oh my goodness, such a weakling. How can you boast in things that are making you weak? I am a fixer. I fix things. But Paul says, when I'm weak, I sense the deep power of Christ living in me. He's making me humble. This is God's way of dealing with the effects of pride in my life. It's helping me realize my limits. Friends, I don't care how strong you are, you have limits. Even me, I'm realizing I have limits. Like it was said, I'm in school right now and I work so hard till my brain begins to feel like it's bursting. I tell myself, okay, Toyosi, you have limits. You need to rest. We all have limits, but we forget we have limits. And it's in situations that we cannot fix, God is reminding you and I, you got limits. Let me take it from here. Let me help you. So Paul, realizing that, he said, so I'm not defeated by my weakness, but delighted. For when I feel my weakness, and endure mistreatment when I'm surrounded with troubles on every side and face persecution because of my love for Christ, I am made yet stronger for my weakness becomes a portal to God's power. Paul understood something that we should all pay attention to. Our weaknesses, our challenges, situations that make us look bad, things we cannot control. All these are opportunities for God to display his power in and through our lives. 
I remember back in the day when I used to lead worship at the journey. There were days when I wake up on Sunday morning, I, don't, I just don't want to go to church because I'm tired. It's been a busy week. But then, as a pastor, you have to show up because people are waiting for you in church, right? If we, if we don't show up, you're like, what's, Pastor, what's going on with you? We need to hear God's word. So I show up. I lead the music team. But as I'm leading, in my head, I'm like, I just want to get out of here because I'm tired. But you know the funny thing that happens? After the service, that's when somebody will come and say, thanks so much for leading this morning. You know, I came here really sad, but just the worship and the atmosphere was just really good, and like, God really touched me, and in my mind, I'm just smiling, it's like, <laughs> if you only knew. <laughs> if you only knew that I don't want to be here. That is God's grace. Supplying the needed energy in times of weakness. Trusting God with things we cannot fix. Things that are making us weak. That's the gateway of him displaying his power in and through us. And sometimes it takes us a long time to learn that. So what, what is it that you've noticed in your life lately? You've tried to fix it many times, but it won't go away. Can I suggest another strategy? Maybe it's time to stop pursuing fixing it. As hard, as difficult as that may sound. And you may fight that thought like, no, I'm just still going to do it. Maybe it's time you try a different strategy. Instead of fixing it, why don't you just lean on God's grace and say, this one God is beyond me. Maybe it's time to surrender to God in that situation and say, Lord, I've tried everything and I'm coming short. I surrender. Would you please help me? Would you please show me another way? Would you please show me your grace? Would you please supply me your grace so that I can deal with this, so that I can bear with this? Maybe that's God's invitation to you and me this morning. Because you know what God will do? He will bless you in a way you never expected. You know what it was for Paul? He said, oh, I'm going to boast in my weakness. Because all the more the power of God is going to emanate through me to many people. And that's exactly what happened. We're still talking about Paul today. You know why? Because he leaned on God's grace. And God supplied all the energy and the, dif and, and the difference, making him more um, energetic, giving him more wisdom. And we're still learning about him today and what God uh, has for us through him. Maybe it's time for you to lean on God's grace, for him to help you in whatever it is that you're dealing with. Let's pray. Father, thank you. Thank you for your word that brings life, hope, and peace. Lord, you work in mysterious ways. All your ways we don't always understand. There's some situations in our lives, Lord, that make us question you. 
who you are. God, what are you doing? Why is this happening to me? Why are you not answering me? But sometimes those situations take us away from you. Some of us have even lost faith in you because of such situations. Lord, you know it all. Forgive us for times when we doubt you, when we've strayed away from you and found other ways to deal with our stuff, only to discover that it's not helping. Forgive us. Thank you for your grace that is always in abundance, that even when we stray away, you are always there, like that father longing for his prodigal son to come home, always there. And when we come back home, we're surprised that you, didn't, you don't condemn us. We're surprised that you welcome us and you put on a feast for us to celebrate. We are your children, Lord. And I just pray for every one of us here today, particularly anybody dealing with any particular challenge. Lord, be near them. Lord, allay their fears and anxieties. Lord, bring healing, bring peace, bring your hope into that situation. Help them to know that you have not abandoned them. You don't abandon your own. Instead, you work all things for the good of those who love you. The good, the bad, and the ugly. You work it out for their good. Because that's who you are, a loving father. So come and rest upon your children this morning. Holy Spirit, come. Comfort. Come, soothe the pain. Come, deliver. Come, help us bear the burden. Thank you that this and many more you will do. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.